looking from my second year to my first year, some areas that like really exposed themselves, especially early on in the summer, was just like how I approached expectations after like booking a project or like part through the summer. Like I think it exposed like my skills on following up on things. Like really setting expectations, maybe in January when there's, you know, five or six feet of snow. Now we have to start resetting those a little earlier in the summer when we're actually ready to paint. So I think just overall, like the compounding effect of having a bigger business is there's more things that will like slowly start to amount. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. I have another amazing young leader uh, today on the podcast. His name is Rowan Walsh. Uh, he spent uh, two summers working with previous podcast uh, guests, uh, Jessica Franzman, a coach in, uh, in, in Halifax, and Austin Trudeau, a multi-time guest uh, of, of the program. And, and it took a while before he really saw the opportunity to, to become a leader and really just wasn't something that he saw. And Austin said something to him that really had him, you know, decide to step into his leadership. And, and at this point in time, it is going into his fifth year in the program. He is going to be becoming a part-time coach, a mini coach, as we call. So, so super excited about that. Really, really uh, an amazing young leader. I think you're really going to love this podcast. And, and it's, uh, this is launching on September 5th. And so we are on campuses across Eastern Canada, bumping into students and 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 sharing the stories of uh, entrepreneurship and leadership. So uh, we are really, really in full gear in our recruiting for the season of 2024. So if you know any amazing young leaders, please share uh, with me. You can send me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com, or you could direct someone directly to studentworks.com, or you could share this podcast with them. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Rowan, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Yes, thanks, Chris. Uh, excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. No, it's a, a great afternoon, I guess, August 8th, 2023. Um, you know, why don't we bring you back? Who uh, Explain who you were before becoming an operator, or maybe even before, you know, getting involved with the Student Works uh, program. Yeah, of course. Um, it's it's funny looking back now at who I was just a short 18 months ago or, or two years to round up. But before I, I joined the program, I feel like I kind of blended in with everyone else. You know, I, I went to high school and I did average. I did well. Um, and I was pursuing an engineering degree at Dalhousie. Okay. That's actually when I got involved in student works by being a painter in the summers. But overall on myself, um, I was actually someone who didn't really have a lot of goals. I didn't think about anything more than what was going on tomorrow or what was happening in a week. Yeah. Looking back, I was really just directionless, like didn't know what I wanted out of a degree or in a career. I was just kind of, you know, taking everything as it was coming in. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I, I think a lot of uh, young people find themselves there. Like, what what does it mean? What's that? What's this? Like, which which makes sense because, you know, I guess I, I think it's it's natural that the biggest sort of focal point of most people's lives other than family is school 
And so school is always about getting to the next grade. Okay. Oh, you want me to go to a Dell or engineering? Okay. Make these big choices. And then again, how will that relate to my, my life? That's, that's all a quandary, right? Yeah. So, so you, you were at Dell and uh, who did you end up working for? What was your first summer as a painter? Like, what, what was that like? Yeah, my uh, first summer as a painter, I actually was working with Jessica Franzman, a senior coach on the team now. Um, we were friends in classes. And one day, I think we met at the cafeteria and I realized I had no summer job. And I was like, Jess, I hear you're running a great big business. Do you, do you need any help? Um, and she took me on there and I worked the whole summer with her and it, it was really great. But again, was kind of just like focusing on, hey, I need a few months of work to make sure I can afford those, you know, registration fees for classes in the fall. And that was pretty much all the thought I had really put into it. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, it's great that you bumped into Jessica. She's obviously a, a super leader and and uh, just a great, a great uh, person. So that's great. What did you what did you learn from uh, being in that? And what had you thinking about about managing? What, what, what How did that happen? Yeah, I think something that Jess did a really great job of was just kind of like, like showing me the hard work that she was putting and like what she was actually getting out of it. Like I would hear about all these great trips she was going to and these trainings she was flying out to get. And I could really see everything she was earning, like help her grow throughout the summer while I was actually just, you know, doing the painting, working 40 hours a week. Um, we had actually had conversations that that summer about maybe doing a bit more, whether it was like joining the program or being a manager. But at the time, I actually had had to turn her down because I just still wasn't ready to like, you know, dream of any, any more than just working. OK, OK, awesome. So what what then was the, you know, the point when you decided or what what caused the point for you to decide to, hey, I want to apply to be an operator with the student works management program? Yeah, I think the point that where I decided to like apply for the program was I actually moved to Ottawa and worked for a, another painting company here. And my manager that summer actually kind of took me aside about this time when I was painting like mid to late August and just kind of asked me the question, like, why not? Like, why haven't you tried to, to play bigger? Like, why are you thinking of returning as a painter? Like, don't you want to do any more? And no one had ever actually like pinned me down and said, why? Like, why are you doing this and, and what are you looking for? So he kind of like opened up this whole realm of possibility that I had never even like stepped foot in. Considered. Isn't that great? And who's that? Uh, I had actually painted for Austin Trudeau that summer. So Austin. Well, fantastic. Another rock star. Another rock star. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't and it? And it's really interesting. The, you know, the impact of the leaders in our program on other people, right? Like you said, what a great question, you know, hey, what are you, what are you capable of? Why not? What's, what's up? So that's, that's fantastic. So why don't you walk me through your, your experience of your first summer uh, as an operator, uh, Rowan? Yeah. So my experience in the first summer and in like the preseason, I think like, like most people, I was hungry. I was excited. Like I just, you know, drew up all these big plans of what I was going to get done this year and like definitely went into January feeling that way. Um, but like what I thought really happened in the first year was I just like realized what tools I did bring into the program and then all the tools that I just had not developed or not realized I had ever needed. So through like whether it was like sales or marketing, definitely grew a lot of discipline, learned what integrity was and how it actually like affected me inside and outside of the business. But I think the most valuable thing that the program did for my first year was actually like forced me to tackle bigger issues that I definitely avoided in any other position if I hadn't invested so much of my own time. So just, yeah, getting faced with those challenges, whether it was like committing or hitting my commitments or actually like going and doing a, a tough project, 
I think just being like put in a place with the tools to solve a program or solve solve a problem, excuse me, um, really helped me grow and develop my leadership skills. And so what did you learn that summer that you didn't expect? I think the biggest thing that I learned was like the impacts that a business owner or like a leader has on like the entire team. Like if I show up late, everyone else is going to show up late. If I'm not serving something that's, you know, high quality, why would anyone go in above and beyond if they're not seeing me do that? So it really like showed me that like I have to put in the highest inputs from the start because that's what I'm promising to people. And in return, that's what I'm really wanting to have out of my businesses, those, those great results. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's a, and that's a great distinction to really gain that we as leaders, you know, leaders of tomorrow, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's what we're looking for, you know, to have that really great result. We've got to be out front helping co-create it. So, uh, so that's awesome. And so was it hard, as hard as you thought it would be? Yeah, I, I think um, my expectations were that it was going to be the most challenging thing I did. And I think that was probably like the lowest standard that should have been set. I uh, really had never been challenged in a way or put into a position where like I had to problem solve with a greater goal in mind. So I think telling anyone that it's not hard is just a total misdirection. <laughs> um, even though it was hard, like there was always light at the end of the tunnel. And like I was always chasing that. So it was like, you know, choose your heart. This is what I want to do. And like, I understand that, you know, putting in the tough work now or having those tough conversations is actually going to lead me to where I want to go. But to summarize, yeah, it was a, a challenging experience, but it brought me back for a second. You're wanting a whole lot more. Okay. And, and, and what were some of the, I know quite often uh, questions that I'll get in my, uh, in my interviews with first year operators is, Hey, what, you know, what did you have to overcome or what was it? What was it that challenged you? Um, you know, because everyone's, you know, I always like to think everyone's choke point or everyone's weaknesses are different. So what was yours and what what did who who did Rowan need to become, you know, a new Rowan in what area? Yeah, I like the way that you frame that, because I really think one of the bigger things I had to overcome was just like building myself into the leader that would manage a business. Like I really did have to become like a new person. I had to you know, focus on my discipline and hitting my commitments and actually like being an integrity. So I think like what actually was the hardest thing to overcome was like leaning on others to help me get to where I wanted to be. Cause in school, I didn't really raise my hand and ask for help from the teacher or like talk to peers about how to, you know, improve in math or English. And like when it came to university, when I didn't have those resources or that were, that were easily uh, attained, like I started to suffer. So like going into this business, you know, talking with vets on my team or my coach, Caitlin, it was like, I need to get as much out of them as possible. So like kind of a bit of ego and just knowing that like, they're there to help me out and that it's not, you know, embarrassing or there's nothing wrong about asking, asking for that. Yeah. And the most important, most importantly, I think, I think there's, and, and not always, but, you know, certainly one great way to really gain traction in life is learn from other people's experience. And it's incredible how in all walks of life, there's lots of people willing to help. And then certainly in an organization like this, there's obviously a great coach like Caitlin, but also other veterans who are more than happy to, you know, continue to support you, right? You know, and, and sort of make a difference in your in your business. Yeah, no, I uh, I couldn't agree more. And I know, I think my mom always used to say, like, you want to have good friends and surround yourself by good people and like being in the program. And like, you know, we have like 200 or more operators and coaches, like we're all great. People. So it's like, why not reach out to as many as possible and try and get all those resources that that they have? 
Fantastic. So let's talk about, you know, so your first summer Mexico operator did really well. So when did you start to sort of create that second summer and what were you thinking about in, in, in doing so? Yeah, with the second summer, I feel like I entered the program even in my first year with the mindset that this was going to be something I was pursuing for multiple years. And like, I think that shift really helped me go through the first year, like knowing that I just have to, you know, get all these skills, like build my sales and marketing and management. So when I was going into my second year, I was like chalking it up like I know how to I know how to do everything. I'm super excited to hit the pavement running. But I think what my second summer like actually looked at was just bigger goals, looking to have a, a team that was a bit bigger, but also full of better people and just really trying to raise my expectations of myself and like what I was looking to get out of the summer. What it ended up looking like was just, you know, not taking any any easy outs found in my first year, like if it was like, you know, ask someone to come back for touch ups like they agreed to or steal my weekend for myself and, and go do it. That's what I would do. So this year it was like actually approaching everything properly and, and not just taking the easy out in any any scenarios. OK, OK, great. And so so what was your goal? What have you accomplished? What did you learn from stretching to that big goal? Yeah, I think stretching the big goal this year, I had set out to, to do 300,000 at, at January training. And right now we're sitting at, at 250. Um, so I think with stretching myself out kind of goes back to what I said earlier, like I built up so many tools on my belt and like with scaling a business, I realized that again, was missing a few along the way. So it's like kind of starting to master some of the basic skills and, you know, grow um, the others to, to do a bigger business. But I think with expanding, I'm just starting to realize that there still is more and it just started to open other doors that I'm now seeing like, oh, in my third year, I'm going to do this, this and this. And it's going to be so much better. And then everything's going to run more efficiently. And I'm sure when I do scale again, there's going to be, you know, 10 other doors that open up. Oh, geez, back to the starting board again. Got to add all these onto the tool belt now. Well, that's wonderful. And I appreciate you sharing that because I think quite often sometimes people will think once they've done it, like, oh, yeah, the veteran year, it's just kind of, you know, the same, but just better. I make more money. No, no, no. It literally is a completely different experience, right? There's so many more opportunities, blind spots that you don't know, you know, that, that oh, wow, all of a sudden, you know, you literally doubled your business. And so that's going to create all sorts of havoc in the way you used to do something. Anything jumping out in terms of the havoc that got created or the the, the spots that became um, weak in your business uh, previously compared to this year? Yeah, I think like looking from my second year to my first year, some areas that like really exposed themselves, especially early on in the summer was just like how I approached expectations after like booking a project or like part through the summer. Like I think it exposed like my skills on following up on things like really setting expectations, maybe in January when there's, you know, five or six feet of snow. Now I have to start resetting those a little earlier in the summer when we're actually ready to paint. So I think just overall, like the compounding effect of having a bigger business is there's more things that will like slowly start to amount, like little micro things like, oh, this board's no good. Got to get that replaced. But if you have five teams going, that's five boards. It's, it's not just one. So it's like knowing that uh, the follow up on everything that I put in earlier in the year just needs to happen again. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm taking into my third year as an operator is just like nothing is done until it's done. Yes. Yeah, no, that's that's so great. And it's like, again, it's you just double the size, the complexity of your business by doubling the number of clients you have. So, you know, and then the, the size of team you have. So it's it's in the, like you said, the missing boards you need to replace or whatever it is, right? <laughs> 
So, so I know this year you had the opportunity to apply and you applied and you, you were, you know, you became a coach, you were chosen to become a coach out of a rigorous, the most rigorous uh, selection process we've ever been through. So what had you want to become a coach in the program? Yeah, I think like when applying to becoming a coach, like I really just had the opportunity to like step back and like look at the coaching team and like being everyone who's on there and like their track record going into becoming a coach and through having conversations with some of the coaches, um, I really just started to realize that there was a bit of a gap, like even the top performing operators who like don't choose to coach or just don't end up on the team, like they have great skills and they've taken a lot of things from the program, but the coaches just have something special. Like they're just a noticeable skill that they have. And I just always like wanted to take that next step. But I think it kind of comes from me always wanting to be, you know, in the top of the class. Like I just want to be among the best. So like looking at them and just knowing that if we both had to leave right now, they have something that I don't. And for me, that that's just not okay. I need to go get what they have and, you know, gain that skill to apply to anything else I do. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and there's no question one of the things they have is just a tougher peer group, you know, and 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 one of the big things to look for in life as leaders is a tougher peer peer group you know, and find other people who are performing better than you. And, and, and again, obviously that they want to accept you, uh, and then great, let's go and try to perform as well as them. And that's, that's just a great practice. Yeah, of course. I always think, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're probably in the wrong room. So I was just feeling like it was time to, you know, try and take a step up. Awesome. Awesome. And so how do you think this experience is going to help your career? I think the experience, like while becoming a coach, um, I think it's going to help it exponentially, like, again, kind of expanding my peer into like a, like you would say, like a tougher group, like those connections, I'm going to grow. I've seen how they're long lasting, like coaches who've stayed with us for a really long time and gone on to pursue other opportunities and like still doing really great. I just think like, for me, um, going into some, some business venture, whether it's like a consulting or a greater business, just like having that, like, umbrella management of not only my own business but like you know four or five six others um it's just really going to translate and put me in a position of like in demand i feel like when i look at the coaches like people want them for their businesses and that's where you see other coaches going when they do exit right awesome and so so i know you know earlier in the podcast we were talking about gee no clear future no idea what you're looking at it's kind of week by week you know <laughs> do you have any you know, direction now, what do you, what do you see? Where do you see Rowan in 10 years? That sort of thing. Yeah. 10 years. It's definitely a tricky question to answer. I think I have more doors open now that I I'm really looking forward to pursuing. Um, I think with running the business, I do enjoy that aspect, but I'm really, really excited to see what the coaching like does for me. So I think like any realm of like business consulting or maybe like branding my own business in the future. But again, I just think with the skills that a, a coaching position can offer, it's just going to lead me down a, a path where I have more options that I would like. to. And I always love that strategy is, is just keeping as many options available as possible. You know, you've got this academic option, you're an engineer, you've got this uh, other option. Hey, I could be an entrepreneur. I could, I could be recruited someplace else, you know, just all these different options. And then just as life goes along, just making choices, you know, and because, because one of the things I think that, that really, again, is if I look at successful people, so often it's, it was, you know, just opportunities that came along and I said yes to one and here's where it led. And, and again, successful people make good things out of, out of opportunities, you know, and, and, and that's, that's something that, that occurs for sure. So 
So what have been some of the biggest challenges or setbacks and how did you handle them or learn from them, Rowan? Yeah, I think in the business specifically, probably the biggest setback that I had occurred in my rookie year. Um, Probably about halfway through the summer, I had five painters and I was like, life is great. We're doing so much work. We're on track for everything. I'm happy with my team. And then just out of nowhere, four of the five of them actually had to leave for different reasons all in the same. So I went from having a full team to to basically no team, just one lonely painter. Um, And that was probably the first reality check that I'd ever really gotten to this this degree. Like I was just sitting at home on the phone with my coach, just going, we're done. Like, where do we go from here? Right. And of course, the answer was easy. It's just back to the drawing board. You know, what did you do in April? You hired painters and you train them. Okay, great. Just go back there. So I think like really like when a setback happens, it's just realizing that we still have all the skills to figure the problem out. It's not like the skills have gone out with the painters who moved on. Um, so just kind of, again, taking the time to problem solve and actually knowing that like I do know what to do. I just got to sit down and make it happen. Yeah. And it's quite normal to feel that desperation, that pain, that, oh my God, that the, 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 all the air has been let out of the balloon, right? It's, oh, you know, and just, just crushed. And then, okay, once I'm over that, like you said, you got into communication with your coach and then it's, okay, what's the next action to take, right? And that really is, you know, it's kind of like that. It really does. It really is a great example of, it's kind of like, there's this elephant size problem. All my team's gone. So again, how do we eat an elephant one bite at a time? Okay, let's go post on Indeed. And then let's, you know, call some other people. And does, does, are there any operators in Ottawa who have some backup painters, you know, that I could borrow to keep some teams going? And, and, you know, you just kind of problem solve as you go along. Yeah. And I really think like a piece of advice that I had gotten from a coach last year that I think like completely changed the game when it came to these elephant sized problems, which which do happen um, is he said, like, when you pick up the phone and you start to address the issue, when you put the phone down, is it still there? Like, no, like you just have to take action and things will happen. Yeah. So by not taking action, they're never going to go away. So I'm just like really shifting the mindset to knowing that I, I just can address an issue and then it's no longer an issue. So like moving into this year, when we did have elephant size problems happen, there wasn't that desperation. It was like, all right, I just got to pick up the phone and we'll figure it out. Isn't that great? It's, yeah. It's, it's a, there's a new Rowan, right? And, and uh, yeah, I love, I love that. Just, just again, take another action, take another action, take another action and move forward. So, uh, so well done. So um, what key habits would someone want to steal from your Rowan? Yeah, I think a key habit, if I were to ever recommend it to anybody, is I like to say I'm the type of person who just likes to go with the flow. Uh, so this is a new me this year, but whenever stuff does happen, again, I have everything that I like, all the skills I need to solve an issue. So just realizing that, like, you know, no one's injured, everyone's happy. It's just painting. We don't need to make a mountain out of a molehill, like taking any kind of conflict. Or tough conversation like with that approach and just knowing that like you know you can solve it like you're in this program to learn how to solve big problems and if they keep getting bigger you're just going to need bigger solutions um so like i guess like what they would want to take for me as a key habit is just like taking a breath and like approaching the problem with a level head like just no need to be a chicken without a head that's not going to get anything done effectively so just you know taking a second and tackling the issue and then it'll be done yeah, great. Just breathe, trust it. Yeah, one one of the things I was thinking as well is is how do we frame things? So so one great space for 
you know, Rowan in framing the problem that he had was he lost all those people, but guess what? He had all sorts of work still to do. So when he was looking to recruit people, he had this, well, I've already done all sorts of work. I've got this new cap, I've got this capability. So in fact, uh, there's, there's a lot of confidence there. So it's like, oh yeah, you're right. That was, that would have been easier to do. And I'm sure if you look back on it, it's probably easier to recruit then than you did your first time because it was just one other time that you'd done it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I totally agree. And like, just like building the confidence of like, whenever you do deal with a big issue that like, you know, if any issue comes up that's smaller, then it really shouldn't be a big deal. Like just like just getting excited to kind of crack that egg and get that issue off the table. So like kind of framing it in a positive mindset at the same time, like you said, with confidence, like just knowing that like, you know, you have everything you need. So just going in and getting the job. Yeah. And the bigger and bigger problems that we solve over life, we get more and more confident that, oh, we can solve that one too. You know, so for sure. You know, uh, I think I think that's a really great thing to point out. So, you know, Rowan, anything you'd like to share that we have not hit? Um, I think we touched on it a bit, like when I was explaining about like when I joined the program, like kind of the why not question. And I, I do feel lucky with surrounding myself with people who are like capable of asking me the why not. Um, but I never think it hurts to like ask yourself the same question. I do find myself asking it to me every now and then is like, why not, you know, go bigger next year? Like when we think about goals, like really shoot them up. So yeah, if you have like any friends or family, like, you know, just getting them in a frame, a mindset of like asking like, why not? And just, you know, trying to, trying to aim big. I love that. I love that. Yeah. The worst thing is, is you don't hit the goal and that's okay. <laughs> so, but you, you know, certainly there's no chance of doing something really big unless we aim big. That's, that's for sure. So, uh, so the final question, Rowan, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? When I think of a leader of tomorrow, I think about someone who's like willing to pave a way for themselves. So it's kind of like getting out of the carpool lane, you know, not going with all your peers just because they're going that direction, like actually, you know, finding something that you enjoy. And like we said, setting a big goal and just hitting the gas, like, you know, find some inspiration, some motivation and a little bit of hope um, and just really go for it. So I think like when we get to JT, like that might be the most, you know, exciting training of the year with all these bright new faces. And that's where they are. They just hopped out of the carpool lane and they're just ready to go. So I think, yeah, like anyone who's just eager to build something bigger than they can maybe even realize like that's someone who's uh looking to lead tomorrow i love that i love that jumping out of the carpool lane that's good <laughs> that's a great analogy well done rowan thank you hey leaders i hope you enjoyed this episode by now you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.